Medling, the founder of PCOS Diva, and you are listening to the PCOS Diva podcast. And on the PCOS Diva podcast, I often interview men and women who are on the front lines of um, research and moving the um, PCOS um, effort, finding solutions for women with PCOS forward. And today I'm really thrilled to be talking to what I think of as a, a trailblazer in, in the PCOS um, world, and her name is Sonia Satvi, and she is the creator of Hormone Soup and the founder and CEO of Open Source Health. You may be familiar with Sonia through her work at Hormone Soup. Um, Hormone Soup was uh, began as an effort to raise consciousness around women's hormone issues, and Open Source Health is a healthcare technology company that combines integrative care, women in technology, um, to help women participate in their own healthcare. So, Sonia, welcome to the PCOS Diva podcast. Oh, thank you, Amy. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. So, I really think of you as a diva. Um, your story is somewhat. <laughs> Uh, similar to mine in, in the fact that, you know, I think we spent countless hours kind of researching and looking for solutions for our own health issues and really advocating for better care. Um, and I think we both found a lot of solutions in kind of that integrative functional medicine community. Um, and you've uh, sort of created these new these initiatives through Hormone Soup and now Open Source Health to kind of help women um, also, you know, that, are, that need help in kind of this hormonal women health area to um, kind of move, move beyond these sort of Band-Aid solutions that we often see in kind of mainstream health right now. But I would love for you to kind of tell us in your own words your story and how... Um, you know, you came to uh, leading these two really great organizations. Yeah, sure. And, and you've, you're exactly right. I uh, I feel like we're kindred spirits. I, too, uh, struggled with health care for a long, long time, my own health care, and, and getting my needs met in a way that, you know, satisfied me. And so I uh, struggled with things like infertility, um, miscarriages, uh, postpartum mood disorder that was quite severe and uh, severe PMS and, and then depending which doctor I talked to hypothyroidism and my whole life I felt like I had hormone issues that weren't being addressed but I kept getting offered those band-aid solutions that you talked about and so uh, I like you did um, a lot of research and uh, that was back if my health care started in the day when there wasn't all that much on the internet and so uh, you know, anything I could get my hands on and, and start a conversation with my doctor, but it's not that easy in our healthcare system to, you know, get that much time with our, our providers and find the answers. And so, so I became very passionate about it and, and I started meeting, uh, other women that were also struggling like me and I started to realize this was a bigger problem than just, you know, me and my healthcare. So that's when I decided to start blogging at Hormone Soup and, no, I was just hoping to help even one woman, if I could, help her feel not so alone or help her learn to advocate for herself. And because 
um, you know, learning to advocate for yourself is such a, a big thing and we don't all, you know, naturally take to it. And I, when I was a young woman, I met a, a lady named Ava and she was so um, integral in, in teaching me uh, how to advocate for myself, how to do the research and educate myself and, and get the knowledge I needed to then have that conversation with my healthcare provider. And my three kids are here today because I, I started that process. And so Ava was a really big part of that for me. And uh, I, uh, you know, really wanted to share that gift that Ava had by, uh, you know, starting to talk about women's health and hormone health uh, is particularly, you know, a problem for women that isn't getting addressed. So, Well, before we go into your, your kind of new initiative, um, tell us a little bit more about Hormone Soup and um, what we can find there. Yeah, so Hormone Soup uh, started out as, uh, you know, really just, like I said, this, you know, small idea that I had to, you know, start talking and sharing a bit about my story and other information that I, I, I came across in my many years of research about women's hormone health. And, and there's so much information and also so much misinformation. And so I started connecting with people on social media and through blogging and, and started to become aware of all sorts of different endocrine uh, disorders that women were facing and other women's health issues, including things like, uh, you know, gender bias in medicine, things about uh, personalized medicine and research that's more focused on men's health or, you know, and really ignoring this whole layer that is affecting women for decades. And so that's where where hormone soup um, uh, sort of came in. So, you know, I started a Facebook page and Twitter and all those social media just really to start sharing information and found people like yourself and and other uh, patient advocates that are out there doing amazing things. And I started uh, connecting with healthcare providers who are also frustrated with the healthcare system because they're out there too. There's providers, uh, doctors, nutritionists, um, all sorts of integrative healthcare people that are trying to also get good information out there and trying to push the envelope and, and get better care delivered to women. So um, that was a really incredible part. And, and, as that network of mine grew and I got involved in participatory medicine where people are actually taking an active role in their health care, I realized I couldn't just blog anymore. And so uh, that's when I decided I had to start building a health care um, program or company or some sort of health care system that, that actually would start addressing the needs for women. And, and soon blogging wasn't enough anymore. So my blog has been a little bit neglected over the last year or so while I've switched focus to really starting to make a difference in women's health and and uh, gather thought leaders and experts in all sorts of areas to come together because the big problem that I saw happening was the fragmentation of healthcare. So you might go to a doctor, nutritionist, you might go do all sorts of other things uh, to help your um, yourself feel better or get get well and you try all sorts of different things. You go to the health food store and see what they have or you watch something on TV and you and you're trying to piece together a healthcare plan, but really that's that's problematic, I think. And so the fragmentation was one of the biggest issues I saw. And so for me it's it's um uh you know about building a bridge I think between the latest research, um, the great experts and providers that are out there that are able to help you 
and uh, how women can access it. And so I started a company called Open Source Health to try and close that gap and deal with the fragmentation. That, that's such a huge, amazing step that you made from coming from you know a woman that was really searching for answers to starting her own blog to you know seeing this this need that needs to be met in um, you know in the health world and then stepping up to create this new company to help you know find solutions for for women so that they can get better care. You know, I just really applaud you. Um, it's like this brave new world, isn't it? <laughs> um, <laughs> it is for sure. Uh, so, tell us. You, you you had mentioned participatory medicine. Um, you know, I know that the we've been th- you know you uh, when we, when we spoke on the phone but to get ready for our call, you were, you told me um, about new initiatives in precision medicine or personalized medicine. You know, could you sort of explain what this sort of brave new world in, in medicine is for our audience? Sure, yeah, sure. And maybe just to sort of continue is uh, with the company that I started as I was, you know, talking to people in my network and, and learning more because I'm just a sponge for information in terms of healthcare, And so I'm, I'm kind of one of those healthcare geeks. I don't really have a background in healthcare other than as a patient and really becoming an empowered patient is is so huge. And there's no better time, uh, I think, in the history of medicine than now to be able to do that. So precision medicine is, is uh, I think, about to become uh, embraced by patients and providers alike. And I think um, I'll just explain precision medicine for people who uh, might not understand. Precision medicine is also referred to as personalized medicine. And so there's a bit of uh, confusion around it. But it's it's centered in uh, uh, genomics, uh, so your DNA. And so taking a look at what your you know, specific DNA looks like, and then using that to inform the care of the patient. So uh, when we start getting actual, you know, molecular data about a patient, uh, then what does that look like and what can we get out of all that information to actually deliver a more personalized type of care? So, for example, um, it's being used in, in terms of, it's called pharmacogenomics. It's a big convoluted word to say, but so for example, one person might uh, have trouble metabolizing Clomid, which is a fertility medication. Maybe 30% of women um, have that a gene mutation that that uh, affects their ability to metabolize Clomid. Um, how do you know that without you know having your DNA looked at? And so that's where precision medicine comes in. It's things like that. We hear about it more in terms of cancer right now. But I think that PCOS is a perfect use case for precision medicine. And uh, we've taken it a few steps further than um, uh, just talking about uh, women's DNA. So we're combining uh, all sorts of data on, um, on many different levels. And so we'll look at genomics, which is your DNA, the genes that, that you carry. And then we're also looking at proteomics, which are the proteins in your blood, and they carry disease markers. And so we're going to look at those too. And then there's the metabolomes, so uh, that's called metabolomics. And then there's the microbiome, and so we all have different gut flora, 
and vaginal flora. And that's an emerging and super interesting field. And I think there's hidden insights in there that we're just beginning to discover. And uh, and then there's, you know, other biometrics. And then there's the missing piece in medicine where nobody's really listening to the patient. And so patient self-reported data. We can do all this stuff for a patient, but how do they feel about the quality of their life? And uh, I think that's a piece that's really missing in medicine today is how does the patient feel about, you know, her health and getting out of bed in the morning and all of those things? So, And how does this all interact with our mental health? And and those pieces, uh, you know, are, are being uh, dealt with quite differently and for, excuse me, on a fragmented basis. And so we're really bringing all these pieces together and creating a... a molecular view of a woman with PCOS. And, uh, you know, President Obama has recently announced a precision medicine initiative. And so he and his uh, office really believe that precision medicine is the future. And other governments around the world are, are, are getting involved as well in this whole precision medicine movement because I think it's really the future of healthcare. And uh, I, I think PCOS is a perfect, a perfect use case to start trying to figure out what we can what we can use out of this data to inform the care specifically for uh, you know each woman and maybe it's different for one woman with PCOS you know we have different subtypes of PCOS but we also have yeah. all sorts of other differences and so what does that look like and to be honest we don't actually know. And so I think it's time to find out, and I think so do a lot of other women. There's this huge gap and time lag from health research and then uh, that research being put into practice. And, and I, I've read studies, it's actually 17 years of the time lag. And so we think it's time to close that gap, give women access to their own data. They act as their own control. And so it's your data, and what are you going to do with it, and can you learn from it? Can your healthcare providers use it to help you get the best care and, and hopefully get optimal health? Um, you know, earlier detection of potentially life-altering disease is possible, more access to preventative measures, and, and greater insight. So those are all things that precision medicine can bring, and uh, I can't think of a patient group that is more medically underserved than women with PCOS, and so... That's why we're starting with PCOS because um, I think it's, you know, there's nowhere to go but up. The protocol hasn't changed in decades, and so so many women with PCOS are suffering, and, and I think uh, we it's time to change that. Yeah, this is really exciting. I mean, I, I just um, attended the Androgen Excess PCOS meeting, and um, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I was really disappointed. I, I think that we need somebody like you and your, this effort to shake things up. I mean, the, the the dialogue was a lot of the same old, same old, and there was not a lot of innovation. And I see this as being extremely innovating, um, innovative in for the PCOS um, effort. I, I I will tell you that I do have some experience with this kind of precision medicine with my husband. He's being seen by a really wonderful um, functional endocrinologist um, to sort of get to the root problem why he is having some um, atrial fibrillation. Um, and it's they did um, some testing with Boston Heart 
diagnostics where they actually look at different genetic markers and we found out that he has the MTHFR mutation. Um, The good news was he didn't have um, blood clot um, protein genes, which is, you know, good news with AFib. Mm -hmm. Um, But he also is, um, has some genetics that um, kind of lead him to cholesterol issues, and uh, the doctor made some um, recommendations on supplements based on you know those that genetic testing, and he's also having um, neurotransmitter testing done as well. That then the doctor will be able to um, recommend certain supplements as a result of his own unique. Um, kind of neurotransmitter profile. So it's very cool that there, that you can really customize medicine based on your own individual factors and not just because every other woman, you know, that um, has PCOS should be given Clomid and Metformin. So I'm right. very excited or, about this. Yeah. Or every woman who was in a study 20 years ago, you know, or that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And so, exactly, I think I think that we are going to all start learning so much about ourselves. And the reason some of this couldn't be done before is because we didn't have a way to store that much data on one mm-hmm. human being. And so, now that that's possible, you know, we thanks to the cloud and we can actually store huge amounts of data and so for us, we think we uh, take the the patient's genome and um, we we start to look at that, but also um, look at the proteins and the metabolites and uh, the microbiome and and uh, other measures every 90 days, and we're going to start to see changes happen. And as we introduce integrative um, healthcare measures, so changing some nutrition, things like that, uh, we're going to start noticing changes I think on those those measures every 90 days and I think once we start um, being able to bring enough women into um, our precision medicine um, and integrative medicine PCOS program we're going to actually start to see things um, uh, you know that are we're going to be able to pick out of this data that just have never even been noticed before we're casting a wide net and for women who want to do that with us and and be, you know, those innovative patients, those empowered patients, and say, you know what, I, I don't a hundred, I don't know a hundred percent of what's going to come out of this, but I, I, I want to start finding out, and, uh, and the time to do that is now. If you think of a woman's reproductive um, years, just as one example, because that's, you know, really was important to me, was it was taking so long to try and get answers in my healthcare. Um, by the time anybody does any research, my reproductive years are almost over, and and yeah. so I didn't want to wait for that kind of stuff. So I feel really excited about what's happening now in terms of precision medicine. And then you and I agree on functional and, and integrative, um, you know, treatment approaches, and, and talking about prevention and things that are complementary that could you know make you feel better day by day. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I find really exciting about the work that you're going to be doing um, is that you're looking at the gut biome. Um, and I, I know uh, Dr. Felice Gersh has been on uh, the podcast and has written articles for PCOS Diva um, talking about that, that subject, and, and I believe she's one of your um, consultants on um, 
She is. Dr. Gersh is an advisor to us, and Mm -hmm. she's just wonderful and so knowledgeable about, uh, you know, all of the aspects uh, that we're bringing together in this program. So I am so happy to have her on board. Yeah, and and at the the PCOS... um exosandrogen PCOS meeting, um, half of the, the meeting was um, dedicated to mood disorders in women with PCOS, and um, five women with PCOS are five times more likely to have depression, um, and it's five, about five times more likely to have anxiety than, um, you know, women without PCOS. And I'm really interested in that kind of gut-brain connection, um, and I'm be very curious to see, you know, if if you find some correlation with women with PCOS and, you know, their gut biome and um, as things improve, do, you know, mood disorders um, improve as well. So that's something that I'm really interested in. (laughs) I'm super interested in that too. And there's so much research coming out and, and, you know, in terms of the biome and also, uh, interestingly, in terms of how we gain and lose weight and that so the gut brain connection is super interesting and so is the the other aspects of the um microbiome i'm equally fascinated amy so i think uh, i think it's going to be really interesting i can't wait to you know deliver this to women all across the country and uh, even more than that start to talk about what kinds of results that we're we're seeing and so that's going to be really really exciting and something that's not really being done right now. So really exciting times in, in terms of healthcare and women's health. So your plan is to start with 10 women in Atlanta. Um, and then how? what is your plan to scale from there? Yeah, so uh, the reason um, we're starting with 10 women is because the way I approach everything is from a patient perspective because that's my background. And when I first started you know, thought about starting a healthcare company, I thought, who am I to start a healthcare (laughs) company? I mean, I um, probably, you know, could have been voted the least likely person that should start a healthcare company. But I have to tell you, you know, it didn't take me long to realize I'm exactly the person to start a healthcare company because it needs to come from the patient side. This transformation needs to be um, pushed from from the grassroots. And so I am really passionate about patient empowerment and advocacy and you know you hear all these buzzwords when you go to medical conferences and everybody's saying we empower patients and we have a patient-centered this and that but truly when you look at it it's it's not really that empowering and so for me how can I, I'm one patient so how can I build a healthcare company just based on my you know information and my experience I think it needs to um, really involve patients at the grassroots and so with this PCOS project we're bringing 10 women in and we're working with the clinic that um, I, I know uh, the uh, the doctor personally and the, the clinic is so um, they're trailblazers too and they believe in really this whole area of precision medicine and it's new for everybody you know most doctors and clinicians don't know that much about it so we're all learning together which is actually quite exciting we're all kind of on the same page and and so these 10 women are actually going to be acting as advisors uh, to help us build the the program in a very patient-centric way and they're going to be um, 
women who have PCOS, women who maybe are on the uh, more mature side of things, and women who are just starting out, women who were recently diagnosed, women who were diagnosed a long time ago, women who have had babies, women who are, you know, maybe not um, had babies yet or have struggled with infertility, women who are lean, and women who uh, have problems with obesity. And so we're getting this, you know, sort of great variety of of women with PCOS, and then we're going to put them through the program first. And as they go through the program, they're actually going to come back and advise us, and I'm going to go through with them um, so that we can actually have great conversations about how it feels to be going through this and how does it feel to get your genetic data back and how does it feel to be going and getting your blood taken every 90 days and, you know, those kinds of things. And so, uh, and really be able to build a program around patients that's for patients. And so for me, coming at it from the patient side is the only way uh, to build something that really is patient-centric and is going to be something that, uh, you know, aligns with how patients want to see their health care delivered. And so um, that's why we're starting with 10 women in Atlanta, and then we'll scale up from there. And we're going to learn a lot. There's probably going to be bumps and bruises along the way when we get started here in a few weeks, and um, and that's fine. Everybody's, you know, willing to, to take the plunge and do that. And that's how we're, that's how we're going to learn. And, uh, then once we get through a cycle or two, we're going to open it up and, and start scaling because some of this stuff takes a while to, you know, get this much analysis back and start to, uh, inform providers how they can actually use this data to help the patients and, and, and that kind of thing. And so we'll scale it up systematically from there and then eventually uh, move to other clinics. Um, across the country and and uh, hopefully, you know, be able to offer it to many, many women, any woman who, you know, really wants to, to learn more about their own personal health and uh, take an active role in um, getting, uh, you know, integrative treatment. So are you planning on publishing results in, um, you know, in medical journals, that kind of thing, or...? Yeah, I think uh, I think that's a that's a good question, and that's something that we're definitely going to uh, look at down the road. Right now, we're uh, just kind of building the program, and then we'll definitely go for um, IRB approval and, and build a study around what we've put together. Um, so, for the first ten women, we're just kind of using uh, these uh, initial um, tests to sort of build out the program and see how we want to do it. But we're working with the top scientists in uh, really across globally, actually, uh, but particularly across North America to to already take best practices that are being used, even though it's early stage on everything, and uh, and put this program together. So once we figure out, you know, sort of how we're going to do that, then definitely I think it's uh, it's time to start being able to publish this this information. Well, I'm just so um, appreciative of what you've been doing, Sonia. I think, you know, you're shining your light. You've, you know, bravely and courageously sort of stepped up and you're, you keep keep stepping, moving forward. And I know um, that's not always easy to do, but, you know, on behalf of women with PCOS, you know, thank you for for what you're doing and you know how how can we help how as a community can we help you in your efforts well first of all thank you so much that means a lot to me coming from you and you know what it's 
uh, it's one of those cases where ignorance is bliss. If you knew how hard something was, you might not have yeah. got started. But it's, it's, <laughs> it's also coming from the heart. I feel passionate about it every day. And when I started blogging, I would sit at my computer and just weep tears of, uh, you know, uh, frustration for women around the world who are reaching out to me with their stories. And how can you not do something when you start gathering this kind of uh, network and people around you and you start to see all the pieces and how they could possibly come together. Really, I don't know how I couldn't have done something. And so really that's what it's about for me. Um, and you know what? I think uh, the best thing to do is if, if anybody wants to, you know, learn more, or pl- I would be happy for anybody who is interested to reach out to me personally. Uh, that would be great. And uh, if you want to stay involved, um, or informed about uh, the rollout and, and where we're at, I'd be really happy to uh, keep you in the loop and uh, let you know uh, how we're doing and, and and what we're rolling out in terms of uh, across you know the program coming out across the, the country over time. And um, I mentioned my friend Ava, and I didn't follow up by saying that. <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, the platform is actually uh, being named as a tribute to my dear late friend, Ava. She had passed away a couple of years ago, and I really wanted to be able to find a way to pass her gift on to other women, and that I always thought I wish every woman could have her own friend named Ava, and so the platform is going to be called My Ava. So if you go to myava.com, you can put your email address in, and uh, we'll keep you in the loop and uh, let you know about any updates or, or what we're doing with uh, with the uh, Precision and Integrative Medicine Project. That's really beautiful. I'm sure she's so proud of you <laughs> and what you're what you're doing for women. Um, but thank you, Sonia, for joining us today and and sharing you know this great news of your new initiative. And thank you, everyone, for listening. I look forward to being with you again soon. Bye-bye.